Welcome, dear listener, to another Geeking On Sportscast. As always, my name is Kieran. Joined today again by Alex. Hey, yo. And a special guest, Olivier. And, I mean, we can't just not have you on for this uh, crazy Montreal Stanley Cup Finals segment. So, I mean, it's crazy. But before we get on to the Montreal-Tampa series, let's let's start with uh, Tampa Islanders. How did Tampa beat the Islanders? Like, what what made them so much... Well, I, I guess it was pretty much even for most of the games, but what pushed Tampa over the edge? I mean, at least for me, I think they just were a stronger team. Most of the games, they out like outchanced them and outplayed them. And obviously, throughout the playoffs and even last year, we, we know this Islanders team is such a good defensive stalwart. But at the same time, uh, I just don't think the Islanders had the offensive prowess to to match, you know, Kucherov and Stamkos. And obviously Kucherov got hurt. I think he missed game six and then came back game seven. Didn't look the greatest, but um, yeah, I just, I think obviously, I think the better team won and good on Islanders. They're definitely improving, but I don't know where they go because um, we'll talk into it a bit later, but uh, yeah, they're kind of cap constrained and they, they traded a lot of their, you know, future picks. So they don't have a lot of young, young guys bursting on the scene anytime really soon. So, but uh, yeah, I think Tampa was a better team and they probably had the better goalie. Right. And that's what happens in playoff hockey. And we'll, we'll talk about the price Vasilevsky matchup a bit later, but I think you have the better t- team and, and the better goalie. You're probably going to win the game, even though the Islanders played great hockey, give it out to Barry Trotz, who's a phenomenal coach. But at the same time, if you lose a game eight nothing, I'm pretty sure you should lose the series. I think that should just be like a cardinal rule. But uh, yeah, there's just a mercy rule where if you let in double digits, you just lose the series. <laughs> We're just playing Wii Sports baseball. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. No, I do. I do agree with everything you said, Alex. Like the Islanders are a great team. Credit to them making it to the conference finals two years in a row. But like when you're not putting the puck in the net, and I'm pretty sure, according if I recall seeing stats right they had one of the lowest expected goals for of yeah. the entire playoffs so it's not that surprising that when they ran into a team that had really powerful uh defensive and goaltending that they just couldn't get the puck through and you know Vasilevsky and the decor really shut them down especially that last game so when you can't put the puck in the net you can't really expect to win games no matter how good you are defensively right exactly do you think perhaps that if Tampa didn't have their, you know, bullshit 18 million over the cap, would this be a different series? Who I, would be I, gone? I, well, I think that's a kind of, I don't have cap friendly and cap friendly's changed since the Islanders are out, but I'm pretty sure the Islanders were like 9 million over. Uh, they were, albeit, yeah. Albeit uh, Andrews Lee got hurt. So that kind of, which that's is with, unlucky, yeah. but at the same time, they were using the same kind of shenanigans, maybe not to the same, same extent, but I think it's just the, I think it's kind of BS, but it's, I don't think it's either. I don't think it gave them, it gave them an edge of course, because Kucherov is the best player and he basically, you could put anyone you wanted with that money, but at the same time, I don't know if it's kind of BS necessarily. It's the rules that are in the game and they took advantage of it. So I don't know. I think, it's a bit BS, but it's not kind of like the Islanders did the same thing. So I don't know if it's necessarily kind of. Um, I mean, looking at their cap friendly really quickly right now as well. Like, I don't think 
I mean, to get down 18 million in cap, you have to drop, you have to shed a lot of weight. Like you'd need to drop several of their bottom six and even like, like drop into the top six as well. So would that have hurt them? Probably. But again, would they have found something different to do? Like you can fix bottom six forwards, especially when your team is powerful as the, as a Tampa right now. I don't think it would have made a huge difference, but I do understand the frustration coming from both the players and the fans. Dougie Hamilton said it. I'm sure the Islanders are thinking it as well. And let me tell you what, if Montreal, you know, they don't win the cup, you're going to hear it from Montreal fans for sure. <laughs> That'll be a fun little... Uh... I, I would just add is they have like guys like what Gabrick and Anders Nielsen who make up, I think, about seven-ish million of that 18 million, right? Yeah. They were never going to play, right? So, and then you take what, how much is Kucherov making? What, nine? The fact that they're on LTIR, does that project in it? Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. So, out of the 18 million on LTIR, basically the only, that's about seven million. Then you have Kucherov, which is nine and a half. So, if I do quick math, that's about 16 million. So, basically, most of their LTIR of guys actually playing was basically Mm -hmm. just Kucherov. So it's BS, but it's not like they were getting any other players really out of it. So I don't know. It, it, it is what it is. Moving a bit to the Vegas-Montreal series, I mean, we keep on saying Montreal doesn't have a chance, but they keep on finding a way to get past those teams and then past all the journalists and whomever is speaking about their, their series. But how did Vegas shoot themselves in the foot? Obviously... I think Mark Stone got zero points in the series, and yeah. a lot of their top-end players didn't do much. But I mean, is that a credit to Price, or is that a credit to the entire team? What went on here? Let's say credit to Philip Dano, the pizza <laughs> delivery man. Pizza Absolutely. Delivery man. I, uh, I remember last time I was on, like we talked about it, and Phil Dano was having an unreal series. And last time we spoke, I said, hey, if he can shut down the Jets' top four, then we might have a chance, and look what happened so the same thing happened between all of vegas's top six forwards i think patch had a goal i think riley smith had a goal and he counts as their top six and that's about it right so they really didn't have anything going and you know i'm not like trying to tune anything about our center depth but like nick suzuki eric stall caught kenyemi and philip dano having all those guys line up back to back and they're all relatively responsible defensively, especially Philip Dano and, you know, Nick Suzuki is learning the ropes of it, but combine that with like a goaltender playing as insane as Carey Price is right now. And our defense as well, playing heavy, heavy minutes and playing them really well. You know, a lot of the shots are coming from the outside and it takes more than that to be Carey Price. I, I, the, of the whole series, the whole playoff so far, I think he's let in like one or two softies that I'm like, all right, maybe you should have had that one, bud. And it's only really mattered in like one game. But uh, they just couldn't get their top six going, and that could really cost them. Is this something you can see Montreal doing against Tampa? I think Tampa is like a juiced-up version of Vegas where they also run you know, a really, really heavy top six with a decent bottom for a great goalie and solid defense, right? I think Tampa's defense is, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily better than Vegas's because what you got, you got Hedman, you got Sergachev, Savard, Savard, Jan Ruda, Eric Cernak. They have a solid defense. Yeah, okay. So they have a solid D. I don't necessarily know if it's better than Vegas's, but it's at least equivalent to it for sure. Yeah, yeah. 
it's at least very, very similar. And I mean, is Vasilevsky significantly better than Flurry right now? Yeah, probably. But you know, it's if Montreal did it to Vegas, it's hard to discredit them and like. Like, at this point, after three rounds of people being like, oh, I don't know about the Habs, and the Habs then doing it, like, it's hard to uh, try to discredit them, right? Can we turn our attention to uh, at least Tampa's matchups, though? Arguably, they've had one of the hardest routes to the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, they beat the Hurricanes, they beat mm-hmm. the New York Islanders, mm-hmm. and they beat the Florida Panthers. That Those are all potential cup-contending teams. That... That uh, resilience and their their fighting to get to the finals that surely will play into their hands, as opposed to Montreal, who arguably played a easier side, except for I would say the Vegas series. And I would say uh, I don't know. The Leafs but, were probably our hardest matchup, to be honest with you. Okay. I, I yeah, I'd push back on that too. I, I get what you mean, though. I think <clears throat> overall, like obviously, the Jets weren't the best team, and that was probably a pretty easy. By far the worst team either of the teams played on their route to the finals. I think for both teams, they've been battle-hardened, battle-tested, going to game seven for both. Um, obviously, in, in this series for the Habs, they didn't go to seven, but they, you know, basically all the games were one-goal games other than, I think, the first one. So, yeah, I, I think, obviously, this is the way I frame the whole, um, obviously, the Tampa versus abs series is tampa's more talented and should be the favorite but you know as j cole you know said you know fool me once shame on you fool me twice can't put the blame on you right so i don't think you can really discredit you know i think this habs team is for real they play really like their decor's huge can still skate their forwards you know they basically have four lines that can always chip in with offense and obviously you know have the puck as well so yeah I, I think it'll be a really good series I do like Tampa but I think if you think the Habs have no chance you're kind of fooling yourself just because look at what they've done right the Leafs were one of the best teams in the league albeit they had a couple things that fell into their place for the Habs but they still won the series obviously Winnipeg's not so good um, and then obviously Vegas, look what they did to Colorado, who is probably the favorite to, to win the cup and they beat them, you know, in a crazy fashion. So, um, I would say probably Tampa is probably the best team they've played, but you know, it, it'll be, it'll be a series. I don't think it'll be a cakewalk. Um, but obviously I think Tampa, you know, on paper is the better team. Does, does this Montreal team make it to the playoffs if they were in the Atlantic division? Uh, I in this year probably not. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but they probably play play price a bit more, um, just because they were basically in the playoffs the whole year, right? So yeah. it was not that urgency to kind of. And obviously, he got hurt at the end, but mm-hmm. um, that is something to be said. But then again, Caulfield only played ten games. Was good in those ten games. So mm-hmm. yeah, it. it you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda, right? Like the LA Kings in 2012 were the eighth seed and won the cup. So, and no one says, oh, that team shouldn't have won the cup. That team was pretty beast. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, n- normally the team that wins the cup isn't the team that comes first in the regular season. That hasn't happened since 08, I think with Detroit that won the president's cup. 
or the pre- whatever president's trophy, trophy. Right? so it's norm the indicator of winning the cup isn't how good your regular season is it's how good you are in the playoffs yeah that's how so you win the cup. All, all the more reason to take this opportunity while it's available and just give your 100 percent. absolutely and montreal's a team that like they've got so many characters in that locker room that are going to be pumping the tires of everybody and really letting them know like just between all the older guys, Corey Perry, Brandon Gallagher, Shea Weber, like three huge leadership figures, especially Corey Perry this year. And like the new kids, you know, you think, you think, you think Cole Caulfield's excited to be there. The guy who was staying in a dorm and like playing for the Badgers in Wisconsin two months ago, you think he's fired up to be playing in Stanley cup finals, but he's not even eligible for the Calder yet. And he could be lifting the cup in like two weeks time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, perhaps you'll uh, be a Calder favorite for next season. We'll, we'll have to see about that. Um, moving a bit to the, I guess, well, more so of the Habs and, and Tampa series, Vasilevsky versus Price. Who do you guys have in that matchup? I mean, I, I can take it. I, I looked at their, their playoff, you know, um, stats, and they're both basically at two goals a game, uh, goal like GAA. Mm-hmm. Both around 9.35 state percentage, you know that you. I guess you could say Vasilevsky played maybe a bit harder teams, but then again, Price played Matthew and Marner, um, and then obviously Vegas. So, uh, yeah, I'd I'd say they're probably pretty even. They're probably the two best goalies in the world. I'd say Hellebuck, if he had good defense, would probably be in that discussion. Truthfully, but at the same time, they they are by far you know, the best goalies in the world. So I wouldn't really give an edge to either side, but I think Vasilevsky can be kind of subpar for him and Tampa could still win the series. I don't, I don't think that can be the said for price, but why would you expect it? He's been amazing throughout the playoffs. So I, I think it's kind of a wash and um, it'll be interesting to see how, how uh, kind of, you know, they perform in the finals. Yeah, I think the only thing is, like, Price has a smaller margin for error, if you want to call it that. But other than that, like, they're, you're looking at very, very similar stats. Like Alex said, like, I'm pretty sure one of them's like, 9.35, the other one's 9.36. Yeah, 1.99 one... goals against, 2.02, something like yeah. that. Like, yeah. insanely close, just because one of them got shot on, like, twice more during a game or something. It's It's essentially a wash as far as that goes, but... We also know that both of those guys are capable of doing incredible things when it comes down to just making the save to win the game. Vasilevsky reminiscent of going behind the back twice in the same game to like rob the Montreal Canadiens and Carey Price just casually throwing out highlight reel save after highlight reel save. The save on Spezza in the Leaf series, probably, you know, a huge turning point that we didn't know of at the time, but absolutely insane for both guys. Can't be complaining when you have a goalie of that pedigree uh i guess if if the tampa bay lightnings forwards get going what does what do the habs do to stop their offense the habs might do what they did in uh in winnipeg a lot where they kind of play a really offensive or a really uh physical game same thing that they did in toronto actually to shut down matthews and marner and they just start you know they really start throwing the body around a lot of big boys on the habs roster Unfortunately, losing one due to COVID right now, but uh, they've got a lot of, yeah, Army and COVID protocol really, really sucks. But uh, they've got a lot of big guys that can throw the body around. Their, their entire top 4D 
he's going to be just laying on hits. And I'm not saying Tampa does not have big guys either. I know Sergachev's a big kid. I know Victor Hedman is a mountain. Um, but I still think the Habs are going to be able to edge them in that physical game. I also don't think Tampa is a team that throws as many hits. Similar to the Islanders. They didn't really – I don't feel like that was a very – as physical series as it could have been. Definitely more skill being on uh, on display. Absolutely, on yeah. All right. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. That's another small place where I think like that's where Montreal's forwards might get it going, you know, like where you have like you have Perry standing in front of that, pushing guys around, and then he gets a lucky bounce and taps one in. Like they don't ask you how, they just ask you how many, right? Like (laughs) he's been getting a lot of those. Absolutely. Right. Like Scory Perry, you know, there's a reason (laughs) for that. Shout out to Jackson for that. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Cole Caulfield. I know we had some. Uh, well, we were unsure about him at the start of the playoffs, but I think we can say with sincerity, uh, and you're giving me that look, but I think the most, the majority of people were unsure about Cole Caulfield coming into the playoffs. I think for, I think right now we, we can say that uh, he, he looks really good. He looks like a stud um, and he should be a game changer for the Habs in the future. Kind of like a, a Max Pacioretty. I don't know if it, he has the same upside or, or, you know, if he could be better, but, perhaps a similar player. Yeah, I, like, again, as a Habs fan from the beginning, I was in the Caulfield corner really hoping he would be really good. And I'm <laughs> glad to see that he came in and played really well. Uh, so across 15 games, nine points, four goals, five assists. He's a minus one. That's not too concerning. But only plays he plays 15 minutes a night already for a player who is literally brand new to the NHL. It's pretty impressive. He has, like, the third most minutes amongst forwards. Yeah, Nick Suzuki, Tyler Toffoli, Cole Caulfield. That's that's your list. And then after that, it's all defensemen, and then it drops down to the forward. So he's playing great. He's playing on the power play. He's getting points on the power play. He's taking shots. Like, there was there was a few interviews where you can tell the guys were telling him in the locker room, man, just shoot the puck. Just shoot way more. They're going to start going in. And lo and behold, they are now. I did like the little quote-unquote rivalry with Robin Leonard telling him <laughs> scouting report, and then him just – reading that poke check from a mile away and roofing it on him. That was pretty great. Yeah. Um, Well, like for example, I mean, in this Vegas series, he was phenomenally at four goals, one assist in in this, in the series. And, you know, the goals he was scoring, especially obviously in game six, the beauty where he goes past uh, defenseman and roof, which is just an absolute, but he has a great shot. He's fast. um, Great hands. So yeah, I think he's been that kind of game changer elite, offensive player that this Habs team's really been missing over the years and him and Suzuki look great. So it'll be I mean, interesting. Pardon me. Don't forget like that play was a stretch pass from Kock and Yemi. So he's also rounding out into form and playing really yeah. well. Eight points too, like, or seven points. Sorry. Like the exactly. Man. exactly. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I think at least for, um, for Caulfield, you know, he's not going to be nervous. This kid definitely just going to be there elite elite confidence and yeah uh, he just wakes up in the morning with a smile on his face and i'm pretty sure it doesn't leave all day (laughs) the kid's just always so excited to be there i don't know if you guys any of the interviews all the guys are talking how they're just sitting in the locker room trying to have a cup of coffee and he's just bouncing off the walls at like 7 30 or some shit Uh, when you're a 20 year old you have the luxury to do that and you have the energy to do that he's 19 (laughs) he's not even 20 yet 20 Oh, he did. He turned. He just turned twenty, did he? I thought, I thought he was nineteen. 
thought he was 20. Oh, he is 20. My, my apologies. Yeah, he is 20. Yes. <laughs> All righty. Uh, before I forget, and before we get into consmite and predictions for the series, I would like to mention one last little rivalry. Do you think the Vegas Golden Knights would rue their trade, getting rid of... Uh, uh, Oh, why am I forgetting his name? Patrick Nick Suzuki. Oh, yeah. Nick Suzuki. Do you think I, they care about getting rid of him? Or do I don't know? think so. Because Patrick played great for them in the regular season. And in the years since the trade itself, like he played great that first year, played very well that second year. And Vegas was, as an expansion team, they're a team that they were like, we want to win now to really build a super strong or relatively strong fan base and fill the fortress and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they necessarily regret it. Do they feel like they gave up a lot for Max Pacioretty, who's now like looking at the trade in you know hindsight 2020? He's kind of on a downturn. Nick Suzuki's definitely on an upswing. We got picks out of it that we traded around a bit. At the time, it was very much a win-win trade for both teams. Mm-hmm. But as time goes, of course, you look at it as Nick Suzuki being a potential, I want to say like borderline franchise center. Not like Connor McDavid level franchise center, but like solid first he guy. Could, he could become like a Patrice Bergeron. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could definitely see that. Like um, a 60, 70 point guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like leadership in the room and stuff like that. I could definitely see him potentially wearing the C at some point in his career, uh, at least an A. Mm-hmm. But uh, that'll be further down the line. <laughs> but uh, for sure, I think. I think at the time it was a good trade for them. I think Vegas now, especially having lost, might be kind of feeling bad about it. If, if they were in the Stanley Cup Finals, well, of course, they'd be like, nah, that was a great trade. Worth it the whole time. Pat Trady's going to light it up against Tampa. Yeah. But uh, and, and it's, it's the case. Also, so. It's always so, sometimes interesting in, in the case of Vegas, I just add, is that year they had a bunch of first-round picks. I think I think uh, Suzuki was 27. 13th. Yeah. Yeah. They had and, like Cody Glass. And yeah. And Brandstrom, right? And and the only yeah. one that they kept was Cody Glass, who hasn't really played. The one that kind of yeah. sucks. Yeah. So it's kind of <laughs> interesting. You have to, you know, even when you trade high picks, it's sometimes you or high, you know, draft picks that are your prospects, you have to be wary of who you're trading, right? And not just because he's the fourth overall pick. Well, maybe you can tell, oh, you're this kid doesn't have it, right? Or or maybe he might not be as NHL ready. Right. And mm-hmm. um, Suzuki the next year, I think it was in 2019. So he was part of the Habs, but absolutely lit up the 67s. I watched. Oh yeah. Crazy. Oh, it was so, insane. So I think, yeah, Kieran was at those games. You were with me too, for a couple against the Guelph storm, but yeah, it just, um, sometimes it's the trades you don't make. Right. And uh, I think patrick has been good for them, but, I think they'd rather have a, a number two or number one center over Pacioretty at this point. But Well, I think they'd like to have a younger player than that's yeah. Max Pacioretty. More team control, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah Pacioretty's definitely in a position now where if he just kind of doesn't want to be there, <laughs> they don't have a lot on him. No. Yeah. Is there a – if Vegas ends up doing poorly in the next couple of seasons, do you expect their franchise or their fan base – to kind of dissolve a little bit? Or, or do you think they'll be able to keep a lot of their fans? I think, I mean, I mean, you can have a little bit more of a broader talk about this. They just got an NFL team. So, and that team's only been there last year with COVID. There's rumors they might get an NBA team. So I think if there's more and more 
kind of professional sports teams in Vegas, it might dilute the fan base. But yeah. at the same time, there's no – they should be a good team for a while. I don't think they're going to be in the in the stinker like the Sens or, or someone like that anytime soon. So I think for the most part, the fans will stay there. And it, it's kind of like when you win a cup or you, or you win anything in sports, you kind of have holdovers of those fans for a while, right? And in the case of Vegas, they've – other than 2019 where they probably should have won that series. They've made it to, they made it to the conference final and final in three out of their first four years, right? You're going to have a big fan base if that happens. Just think about the Sens, you know, like when they made it just to one conference finals, they, you know, the fan base was crazy and then just died. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but that was happening as it was happening anyways. But I just, I truthfully, it, it will stay there for a while. But the more franchises you have, the more dilution of people and money that they can spend on sporting events and stuff like that. So I also think that every sport is, wants a franchise in Las Vegas, right? Like that place has got to be just a cash cow for the NHL right now, right? Especially given that they're playing well, but any, even in general, just the traffic of people you get, people from out of town, of course, huge tourist destination, What's a bigger tourist trap than showing up somewhere and being like, oh, there's a game on tonight. Should we go? Tickets are only like a hundred bucks or whatever to sit in the three hundreds, right? Yeah. <laughs> or like whatever ridiculous price they might be. But like you're like, oh fuck it, we're in Vegas. Let's go. You know what I mean? So I think they'll be good with for a while, like Alex saying. And the team, like they've made it so far in, you know, the few years they've been around. I don't think they're gonna just suddenly, you know, shit the bed and stop playing well. Yeah. In a few years, if they keep just, you know, pawning off draft picks like it's their day job, maybe. But I think they might turn around and figure it out before that. All righty. Back to the Habs and uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. If it will, should the Habs win, who wins the consmite? And should the Tampa Bay Lightning win, who wins the consmite? For me, I, I think it's a no-brainer. You have to go with Price for the Habs. And I'm going to go with Braden Point for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think he's been unreal offensively and defensively. He's been really solid. Um, I think he gets it done at all ends of the ice. And I don't think you can be wrong with uh, either of those two uh, options or choices, I should say. I, I think I agree with the price pick. I would say maybe Kucherov. Like, he has 27 points. Yeah. <laughs> so, even maybe the back to Maybe even Vasilevsky, I, I'd lean against it just because this team's so, you know, dynamic offensively. But um, I think normally with the con Smythe, it's who does the who plays the best in the finals for the most part. Um, and if it's even, then it's the whole playoffs. So it's probably gonna go to well. I I just I'm what I mean to say is wait and see. But I think that's probably pretty safe bets. Um, but I'm not a betting man. <laughs> I think uh, if Armia wasn't in COVID protocol, he would have been my pick. But otherwise, really? obviously, Bano, I'm messing around. <laughs> However, I do believe he could have had a great final. Because he just like, goes on these like short-term streaks where he remembers he can play really, really well. And it's, then... It's similar. You'd be similar to the guy in 2019 who put Fred Van Vliet for finals MVP. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet yeah, for finals that's MVP. You. That's me. That's you. <laughs> that's you with Armia. Bro, you got to bet on it. No, I joke. But for real, it, it would be Carey Price. Like, beyond a shadow of a doubt. And a part of me is convinced that even if, if this series goes to seven and the Habs lose, 
it might still go to Carey Price. That's how much like faith I have in the way that he's been playing. He's been playing insane. Do I believe there's somebody that deserves it equally as much? Absolutely. But if it goes to that, I think he might still get it. As far as Tampa, all three of what you guys said are really solid options. If, if we go with like what Alex is saying, like who's probably going to play best in the finals, given Kucherov just got hurt, I think Braden points probably, probably would probably be my pick. If they gave it to Vasilevsky, I wouldn't be surprised. What about um, Hedman? I, I, I was also thinking about Hedman. I was kind of mulling that over. But didn't he win it last year? So I, I doubt they give it back to him. Like, yeah, I, if, if, I mean, that's a ridiculous reason because he's been yeah. playing insane. No. But I agree with you, though. They wouldn't do that. They would rather have, like, you know, you'd rather have, like, your Tampa Bay Lightning and your, you know, you have Victor Hedman who won the Conn Smythe and you have Nikita Kucherov, Brain Point, or Andre Vasilevsky who also won a Conn Smythe trophy. Yeah. So. I just I think, feel he's not he's not Crosby or someone like that where you kind of or like let's say like the Oilers won the cup you kind of would have to give it to McDavid I guess dry oh, yeah. title maybe but yeah but say say they went back to back let's you know yeah. in magical Christmas land the Edmonton Oilers go back to back and actually make it past the first round uh, it, it should be able to do that I know but you like one year would probably be dry title the other year would probably be McDavid right. Yeah, well, I guess... The dry cycle year, they'd be like, oh, yeah, but he had way more assists or something. Well, that's what happened, right? Yeah. Malkin won it in 2009, and then Crosby won it back-to-back in 16 and 17. But I I wouldn't be surprised. But those those would be my picks. Price for the Habs. Price even if the Habs lose in seven. (laughs) And then Braden Point or Andre Vasilevsky. All righty. Looking at the predictions, I'm going to go with a Tampa Bay Lightning victory in seven games. Uh, I don't know. Every time I've you know, said I've bet against Montreal, they've won, so I'm going to keep on betting against Montreal. Reverse psychology. Let's go. There you go. I was going to say you'll be right one day, but you won't, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> uh, for me, I- I'm going to pick, as even though I – I want the Habs to win. I have to go with Tampa. I'm going to pick them in six. Um, I do think it'll be interesting to see. For me, it's just can the Habs split the first two games? If, if they do that, I really trust them throughout the series. If, if they go down 2-0, I just don't see them. Yeah, being able that, that's to a win. hard ask. Dude, it was 3-1, man. We came back. I know, but... It was team, 3-1. This team's Toronto's won a cup. Not, uh, Toronto's Toronto, not Tampa flopping leaves like canada's team bro i know but uh, i hope the habs win i hope goal caulfield has a hat trick in game one and they lose no i'm kidding <laughs> bro <laughs> uh, i'm saying um obviously habs obviously i'm not gonna cheer against them or say anything against them i'm trying to decide between six or seven though i'm gonna say habs and six habs and six well yeah they're gonna split the first and then just Win two, lose one, win the next one. All right. That's a big order to ask, but we shall see how it ends up playing out. First game, I believe, is tomorrow, June 28th. Uh, yeah. It's a pretty, pretty late season for uh, hockey, if I'm not mistaken. I think usually playoffs end in early June. I don't, think I don't think it's ever ended this late. I know in 2013 it ended around this time. But the series hasn't started. They, they didn't finish in July, I believe. So, yeah, because what's the uh, the latest the cup is given? 
because they play what? There, 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 there. The latest they'll give the cup is the eighth or the ninth. So that'd be, that'd be a potential game seven. Because yeah, they play tomorrow, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, next Saturday, I guess. Just It'll be interesting to see how it plays off. And <clears throat> you mentioned the you know Montreal being Canada te- Canada's team. I've seen so many Maple Leaf jerseys online, and then they just have like a a Cubs logo of the yeah. jersey. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, so I found the 2013 finals ended on like the 24th of June. So that was. Yeah, so that was the latest I think it's ever ended. So we're already- so, yeah. So this this will definitely be the latest. Yeah. Indeed. Alrighty. Well, thank you, dear listener, for tuning in this week, and we'll be back again next time. Till then, take care. <laughs>